This podcast is brought to you by Primary Intelligence, the leader in win-loss analysis, focused on helping businesses uncover the unique story on how each sales rep can win more deals. Hey everyone, and thanks for joining me on another rousing edition of Sales Intelligence Weekly, brought to you by Primary Intelligence. I'm Ryan Queller. Hey everyone, this is episode three on our series to help you use your win-loss analysis insights to align your go-to-market teams. Today, we have Miss Johnny Anderson, Product Marketing Manager here at Primary Intelligence and, and producer of this podcast. Back on the show, Johnny, welcome back to the show. Hi, good to well, be back. Welcome back to this side of the camera, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's not like you ever went anywhere. You're here, so right. I'm always um, here. <laughs> so, so Johnny, for those listeners who may have missed uh, your last episode on using buyer feedback and sales coaching, you know, yeah. t- tell everybody about yourself. Introduce you. Who is the Johnny? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Johnny. Um, I am the product marketing manager here at Primary Intelligence. I also produce this podcast, kind of just as a fun side project, which I, I've really enjoyed doing. Um, a little bit about my professional background. So I've been a, a marketer for a few years now. Before that, I was very much involved in the client success side of things. I worked at a few different companies doing um, CX. Uh, I was the director of client success at a, a software company um, a few years back. And I really, really have a love for CX, even though it's not something that I'm heavily involved with now. Um, but yeah, so I'm really excited. This episode where we're going to go into a lot of CX related things, um, it'll be be really fun. Personally, I I live in Utah. I'm a, a mom to two little girls and beautiful little girls, yeah. just 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 sweetheart of kids. So sweet. My goodness. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, they're they're super fun, and we like to do a lot of a lot of fun stuff. Spend a lot of time outdoors, and yeah, that's a little bit about me outdoors man do you have a like are you a hiker when you say out of doors that could mean like that could be gardening that could be hiking pickleball that's like all the rage these days I mean I know what do you do outdoors yeah yeah it is like a really broad statement um so my husband and I we we pretty much like to do like all things boarding right so like snowboarding paddle boarding longboarding like you know, anything like that. And it, it is more difficult to do because we do have little kids at home, but we still try to take the time to to go out and do it. And I mean, like little kids can go paddle boarding and, and stuff like that. So it's always a good time, but I feel like there's a, a board for every season. So that's what we enjoy doing. <laughs> a board for every season. That sounds like yeah. a, a store, like some sort of yeah. store that you should be opening, you know? Might as well, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So Let's get into our conversation. So as Johnny said, we're going to be focusing focusing today's episode on um, how you can better leverage insights from win-loss analysis to create improved customer experiences, okay, for your Mm -hmm. buyers. Um, So usually when when people think of win-loss analysis, they mostly think of it in terms of the go-to-market strategy, sales enabled, things like that. Yeah. But the customer journey well reaches beyond that. Right. I mean, so Johnny, help me understand a little bit more, uh, dial that in for us. Let's start this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. Right. When people run win-loss analysis, they're usually doing it in a way that helps them understand why they're winning and losing, right. Win-loss, right. 
Um, and they're trying to get those insights that they really impact those go-to-market teams, right? Specifically sales, marketing, and product. But win-loss insights, they can really be applied to the entire customer journey from start to finish. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit on our last episode together, but your customers are always your buyers, right? At some point they might lose you and you're continually, you want to win their business continually, right? Um, so if you're running win-loss analysis, right? you might as well use those insights throughout the, the customer journey, right? Why not apply those throughout the entire life cycle, throughout the entire customer journey? You have that information that you collected after the, the initial sale. So why not carry those insights throughout, throughout the entire customer journey? Um, and I think that, you know, you can do this overall through the trends that you're seeing in the data, but I think you can also do this on a, an individual account level too. Mm. So... Yeah, so you you bring up a good point. Um, most often, people use win loss analysis to kind of look at a point in time mm-hmm. around the decision. And the decision, man, I, I it would be our lives, everyone's lives would be so much easier if the decision really was truncated to a point in time. But it's not. Yeah. It's an amalgamation of experiences mm-hmm. that are had throughout the entire customer journey. So rather than looking at what I'm hearing you say is rather than looking at just the individual point in time, just that one yeah. thing around just the de- the decision, we are continually winning or losing our customer throughout the life cycle. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And when you do a win-loss analysis and, and like, let's say that first initial deal, right? That's creating kind of a foundation or a baseline of insights for that particular buyer. And you can really carry those through implementation, through the onboarding experience, through CX, through renewal, and all the way through, you know, like advocacy, right? And so we're going to talk about each of those different uh, steps of the customer journey and how you can apply your win-loss insights to to each of those. Um, Before we kind of dive into it, though, I do want to preface this with saying you're going to be able to get more insights when you're able to analyze more and more deals, right? So when you're analyzing those wins, losses, and no decisions that we've talked about in other episodes, right? The more buyer feedback you collect, the stronger your insights and trends are going to become, right? And the more confidence you're going to be able to have when you're applying those insights throughout your entire customer journey. So I think that volume is something that's really important. So so keep that in mind as we're kind of talking through this episode. Um, and the other thing I'll say is speed, right? And what I mean by this is, is you should be trying to get that buyer feedback immediately after the deal is closed. And that way the feedback is, you know, more specific to the buyer cycle. It's not muddied by implementation or onboarding or anything like that. So you'll have like really fresh feedback if you're able to collect it right after the deal is closed. So those are two things that I think we should keep in mind throughout the episode. Um, So as we're talking through this, you know, we're, we're really focused on getting you the volume so that you can have confidence uh, in your win-loss insights and the speed so that the insights can be really clean to the, the buying experience. Okay, great. So mm-hmm. we will keep those two things in mind, listeners, as we are uh, listening to Johnny here, talk to us about this customer journey. So I want to get into this. You said we were going to unpack yeah. each step. Let's mm-hmm. go. So yeah. how can you, how can win-loss insights be applied through the customer journey? Walk us through. We- yeah. So yeah, this is a, a big question, right? Because there's typically a lot of stages in the customer journey. So I think let's start at the beginning and we'll try to go in 
as deep as we can into each of these, these different sections. So let's start at awareness and discovery. Um, at the beginning, right? Start yeah, at the, at the beginning. beginning, right. Yeah, so I'm going to lump these two together uh, just for the sake of time, but these two stages are typically where we see those trending go-to-market insights from win-loss analysis being used, right? This is probably, you know, one of the most common use cases, I guess. It is These are applied to the, this section of the customer journey. So, you know, this is going to be insights from your win-loss program around specific pain points your buyers are experiencing, those industry needs, competitors, buyer personas, all these insights that can be applied to your go-to-market strategy, your marketing campaigns, your content creation, you know, all these things that help to create and capture demand in an impactful way, right? So your win-loss analysis, it's not going to only tell you how to go to market, what message is going to resonate most, but it's also going to help you nail your buyer personas or perhaps certain verticals you're selling into. Um, because, you know, most likely what's most important to one buyer persona or within one vertical is not going to be what's most important to another, right? So these insights that you get from one loss, they can be segmented down and get really specific into, you know, what's most important to my buyer that meets this, these particular criteria is the specific like buyer persona or, or, you know, different things like that. So, so yeah, the, I mean, those trends that you can see within your buyer feedback can tell you what, what message do I need to capture the attention of this specific buyer type? And I think there are kind of three main go-to-market questions that win-loss helps answer. So the first would be, what do my buyers care about today when making a purchase decision? What's most important to them, right? What's going to influence their purchase decision? The second would be, what are my competitors doing to adapt and how, how can I stay ahead, right? And, and in the world of competitive intelligence, right, there are so many different, um, I would call them, you know, data sources, right? You can look at the review sites, you can look at the competitor's um, website, you can look at, you know, different things that are going on within their company, right? Did they get new funding? Are they hiring? You know, all these different kind of signals in competitive intelligence. But what I think is unique here when answering this go-to-market question of what are my competitors doing to adapt and how can I stay ahead this is more so from your buyer's perspective, since you are getting the buyer feedback on how they view you as a company against your competitors in your space. So I think it's really important to, to use win-loss to help answer that question. Um, and then the third, the third go-to-market question that I think win-loss helps answer is what are the specific win-loss reasons for each of my reps, right? What does my rep have control over? How can I empower my reps through sales enablement, through, uh, you know, through nurturing the buyer in my go-to-market strategy to help what my reps are saying better align to the strategy and the, uh, the marketing that we're doing in the awareness and discovery phases, right? H how can it really help there? So I think those are the, the three main <laughs> go-to-market questions and, and how we can kind of use those insights from win-loss analysis to, to answer those, right? Hmm. Yeah. So you said a couple of things I want to go a little bit deeper into. So first, sure. uh, these three go to market questions, these three questions that mm -hmm. almost everyone who engages with win loss analysis starts with, uh, you know, what's most important today uh, to my mm -hmm. buyers? What are my, what's my competition doing? And why are my individual reps um, winning or losing? Right. Mm -hmm. Three questions start out and then evolve over time. Right. Totally. Customers that, that, that come to us that we work with their questions evolve over time, but they don't know 
what questions they should be asking until they can look at um, the other word that that stood out trend mm-hmm. data, right? Yes. So uh, data or insights in aggregate. Let's talk about this because this is really, really important to many, mm-hmm. many people that are looking at win loss analysis. How can you be confident in those trends? Yeah, yeah, that is that is the question, right? Like, if you are only getting insights from a handful of interviews throughout the year, or or you're getting, um, maybe buyer feedback that's a little bit old, right? Like you're not able to analyze the deal until a month or two months out, right? Like the confidence in the trends that you're seeing and the information and the data that you're getting from your buyers is is rough, right? So I think to to really help build confidence, it kind of goes back to those two things that we talked about uh, towards the beginning of the episode, which is is speed and um, volume of insights, right? Like like the more buyer feedback that you can collect, the more confident and the clearer the trends are going to become, and the speed is going to allow the buyer feedback to be cleaner, right? That that di- that data to be cleaner, right? It's specific to what your buyers cared about initially, and I think the way to accomplish both speed and um, and volume is through automation, right? So for those of you who might be a little bit less familiar with primary intelligence, we do have a, a component um, of automation within our, our offering, right? So we can collect the buyer feedback and connect with your CRM that as soon as a deal is closed, we are sending out that feedback request and of course, the, the other piece of automation here is that the request is, is dynamic based on the fields in your CRM, right? So you can ask really hyper-relevant questions to your buyers um, to, to really dig deeper and understand what's going on with your buyers. And I, I think that really helps to build confidence as well is, is that you need to look at the quality of data that's coming through and, and the volume of, of that quality data that's coming through. And, and that's accomplished through automation. Okay. So we've talked about the first two steps. You bucketed awareness and discovery together. Mm-hmm. What's next in the customer journey? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to lump these next two phases together and, and I'm going to call them sales experience and decision, right? So the buyer's journey has definitely shifted, right? We, we've talked about this before on the show. Buyers are really trying to um, self-educate before they talk to a sales rep, right? The, the time that a sales rep has with a buyer is shrinking, right? So in this phase, I'm going to specifically talk about the time that your reps have with your buyers. This is where we can use insights from one loss to really power sales enablement and sales coaching, with the goal of creating better buyer experiences and building trust and ultimately getting the buyer to purchase. I won't go in super deep with this section just because we do have so many other episodes um, related to sales experience and sales enablement, and we'll link those down below. Um, But yeah, in our last episode together, we talked all about how win-loss can power your sales coaching efforts, right? So really being able to ask your buyers about the the experience with their sales rep and to say, hey, you know, you spent time with my sales rep. What did they do well? What did they not do well? What was most important to you as you're purchasing that my sales rep had control over, right? What could they have changed? What could they have done differently? And I think this is really where, you know, the the insights that you get from win-loss analysis, um, if you're able to tie those back to the specifics 
sales rep, it can be really, really impactful in, in helping to enable them to, to do better, right. And to win more. So. Yeah. So what we have here is win loss analysis is typically focused on these, these spots, this spot exactly. mm -hmm. in the customer experience, sales experience. And as you said, decision. Yeah. Uh, so we have other episodes that can help support this. You're going to link those. Okay, great. So mm -hmm. moving into next, what, if we're not talking about the middle part of it, we're talking about the beginning, what, what's yeah. after this, this middle part? Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're absolutely right. I feel like a lot of times with win loss insights, they'll kind of stop here, right? Like they do almost invariably. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know, if we start thinking about win loss a little bit differently and, and, and start thinking about, okay, how can we apply this to the entire customer journey to create better customer experiences for, for our buyers? Um, the next step here would be, you know, implementation and onboarding. And I think that win loss can be really impactful here. So, so like, okay, they've gone through the buying process, right? And you've won the deal. And now it's time to get them onboarded. If you're able to close the deal in your CRM and then automatically get that fresh buyer feedback from your buyer as they head into implementation, I think this can be really game-changing for your CX team, right? In our platform, True Voice, right? When we, when we, when a deal is closed one, we'll mark that deal based on the buyer feedback uh, as a weak win or a strong win. And this is not according to deal size. It's not according to product or, or anything like that. It's based on the actual buyer feedback that we've received from your buyer. It's your buyer saying, you know, was this a weak win for you or was it a strong win for you? So let's say you close the deal in your CRM. It's a large deal size. The, the new logo is really exciting. Um, so you close that deal and the feedback request is submitted and completed. In our platform, True Voice, that feedback's automatically analyzed into really, you know, digestible reports and dashboards. So you go in, you look at the quantitative and qualitative insights from that deal, and, you know, yikes, you see that it was actually a weak win. So what does this mean? It means that, yes, your buyer chose your solution, right? But maybe they had some reservations, right? You won, but not by much. Maybe it was a competitive deal and, and your competitor was neck and neck with you the whole time. And they just, they chose you because of this, that, or the other, um, but they still had some reservations, right? I think with a deal like that, where it is a weak win, there's still a chance for buyer's remorse, right? And if things don't go well in implementation, in onboarding, and in the handoff, you could be reaffirming their hesitations that they originally had about your solution or about the partnership between, between you and, and them, right? If you're not showing that value right away, you are creating the potential for churn from the get-go, right? And, and as soon as that contract is up, those reservations might still be manifesting themselves uh, in the relationship. So, so let's talk about how the buyer feedback can help here and, and, and the win-loss analysis insights can help here, right? Like I said at the beginning of the show, if you're collecting this buyer feedback anyway, why not apply it to the entirety of your customer journey? And in terms of implementation, this is an opportunity for your sales rep, your implementation team, and your customer experience team to look at the buyer feedback for this particular account and, and, and really get aligned on how you could knock the experience out of the park. So let's say that the, the buyer feedback came back and your buyer had a concern regarding the length of implementation. So maybe your, your team puts their heads together then to see how can we fast track this 
a little bit more for this account, right? Or if it can't be fast-tracked, how can we take this account and provide it like a little bit more nurturing or communication or some content so that the reservations that your buyer expressed melt away? The buyer feedback is so, so impactful here. And it's so important to understand how you can provide that immediate value to your customers, right? They're, you're, you're collecting this buyer feedback anyway. They're telling you what's important to them and what they are hesitant about and what they are, you know, maybe not completely sold on, honestly. And like we said, your buyers are, or your customers are always your buyers, right? And you're continuously selling to them through your customer experience. You're continually um, providing value to them. So I think that you know, carrying those those insights from your win loss analysis through implementation can be really important here. It, not only can it be, it is. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. in aggregate, our our data and our research supports what you're saying. Um, we have found that uh, creating trust and confidence, not just mm -hmm. in the purchase cycle and believability of, and creating you know credibility in the purchase of the product now, but also believability that the organization that they're purchasing from will be the partner for them in the future that, that yeah. takes care of them. And so the first experience that they have with you post-purchase is mm -hmm. implementation. Yeah. And frankly, the more complex the implementation, the more difficult or the more opportunities there are for friction and difficulty. Yeah. And using those insights to assuage to mitigate, to come up with a way to make that that experience uh, a winning experience is, is vastly important. That is powerful insight, Johnny. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. So we're talking. Yeah. We've talked now about the beginning, kind of the middle through the decision, mm -hmm. and then into implementation, which is danger, danger, right? Implementation yeah. can be a dangerous place, and we can use our insights to help there. Yeah. After implementation, we then have probably the longest stretch. This is like the marathon part of the relationship mm -hmm. with the customer. Let's unpack this and yeah. really go deep here because this is a place that is ignored by most organizations specifically around win loss. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, I think it'd be safe to say that a lot of times win loss insights just don't get here, right? Like they don't, they don't get carried out through this customer experience piece of of the customer journey, right? And and hopefully this is the longest part of your customer journey, right? Hopefully you Should have. Be. Hopefully it is. Right? If it's not, so you've done something wrong not, in implementation. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I, I mean, just like implementation, um, you can carry those insights from your buyer feedback that you got from that initial win through uh, to your customer experience. And it it's going to give you kind of a baseline, right, for starting that relationship off on the right foot um, because, you know, your CSM or, or whoever is really owning that relationship at the time, you're going to want to start that off on the right foot, right? So your buyer feedback is going to tell you what's most important to your buyers, right? It, it, it's going to tell you what outcomes they're trying to achieve with your solution, what reservations do they have regarding your solution, right? This is really a powerful data set that's specific to the account that creates, again, a great foundation for great service. How would it impact a buyer's customer experience if you could go into that relationship knowing what the buyer was hoping to achieve, right? Imagine How, a world. Imagine yeah. a world. 
Right, right. Where you could go into that first call with them and say, you know, they would be delighted if if you were able to have that context around why they purchased your solution in the first place, right? What what were they trying to achieve? What were um, the reservations? And if you could resolve those concerns right away, like what a great place to start a relationship with your customer. Like that that would be amazing. So I think, you know, we've got to stop thinking of win-loss analysis in terms of this box, right? I think win-loss is really crucial to aligning all these customer-centric departments in your organization and throughout the, the customer journey. And for CX, I think it really provides a baseline or a, a jumping off point. So you know how to provide that immediate value, which is, is literally your job, right? When I used to work in CX, like that was, that was all that I was trying to do is I was trying to build a relationship and make sure that this customer's needs were met and needs that were, were constantly evolving, right? Like I, I definitely recognize that, that your customer's needs are probably in six months, not going to be the exact same needs that you received in the, the buyer feedback, that initial win-loss analysis um, that you did, right? Like their needs are going to change, but at least having that foundation, having that jumping off point, I think is really important for for anyone in CX to to know about their their account. So what is the impact of pull? I call it pulling value left, right? So pulling it forward. What, mm-hmm. What's what's the impact of pulling value forward quickly without having the the having to have the customer reiterate and educate again and again and again? What's yeah. the value of that? What's the impact? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, anyone who's gotten onboarded to any solution or software, right? Like, I can't tell you how frustrating it is to me to have spent this time with the sales rep and they've done a needs analysis on me and we've had multiple conversations about why I'm even looking at their solution in the first place. And then I get into onboarding and we have like this call that's all about everything that I already went over with the sales rep, right? And if they've done win-loss analysis in there and I've completed that feedback, um, whether through like a live phone interview or through a survey or, or whatever it might be, like, I feel like, okay, I've, I've told someone at your organization multiple times why I'm doing this, right? Like, so I think that I've experienced it sometimes. And I think a lot of, a lot of buyers experience it where, you know, I've already told that, this, that, and the other person at your organization, why I'm doing this, right? So I think the value and the impact where the CSM can come in and say, hey, this is, I'm I'm caught up on these things that you have told both the rep and, you know, the through win-loss analysis, this buyer feedback that you gave. Is there anything additional here? Is there anything that needs to be changed? Having that baseline, like if, if someone were to come in uh, to a, a relationship with me as the customer and to say, Hey, I understand everything based on everything you've told us, but this is a new relationship, obviously. Like, how can we, how can we build upon this to make sure that your needs are met? I think that would be so valuable. Um, and so that's, that's one way that CSMs can essentially use those, those insights. Okay. So to, to your point, uh, starting off, Matt, starting off, right on the right foot matters a ton. It brings value. It mm-hmm. creates an uplift. And even if they're not, even if you're not producing the result, the, the result for the reason they purchased you, you're bringing value to the relationship, which makes, which makes you more sticky. Yeah. So let's, let's continue this conversation around this idea of stickiness and constantly yeah. you are either winning your customer or you are getting ready to churn them. Yeah. One of the two. 
it's 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 not it's nothing between you're either winning them again or you're churning them end of story.com.org.net the story we also provide uh, primary intelligence looks at customer experience and churn slightly differently we provide these uh, services mm -hmm. as well let's talk to our customers a little bit about about this idea of customer experience and when loss how and and churn analysis and how they yeah. all meld together yeah yeah so yeah for sure um so i'll give like a, just a brief kind of overview of of customer experience or churn analysis right and it goes hand in hand with win loss, right? But the timing of when we collect the feedback and the questions that we ask within customer experience analysis are, are different, right? So essentially the purpose of customer experience analysis is to find out which accounts are at risk, right? And identify the areas that are going to help build customer loyalty, right? So, so like win loss, we're trying to get the buyer's perspective on how the relationship is going thus far. And we do this either through a live phone interview or our, our dynamic online interview, right? Um, and this, this goes beyond some arbitrary like NPS number. Like when loss analysis, it's getting to the root of why your customers are or are not seeing value in the solution, right? So really great for predicting churn and again, identifying those uh, at-risk accounts early. So your CSMs not only know which accounts to focus on and, and which accounts to give like a little bit more nurturing and, and love, um, but what CX plays can be put in place to save this account, right? So as a CSM, if I if I get that feedback that the relationship is not going well, that's an opportunity for me to get with my CX leader and say, hey, what's the play here? And how how can we save this account together? How can we create really sticky customers? So we we actually did a webinar earlier this year with Penny Queller from Impellum. And she, my cousin from another mother, and I <laughs> yeah. love me some Penny. She is, she's one of the best humans on earth. Major she's shout awesome. out to Penny. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and she, in that webinar, she talked about the mission of her department. And I think it really perfectly sums up why customer experience analysis is really so important, right? And um, it was something along the lines of, we want to make it so that our customers never have an excuse to leave us. And I, I think this is so perfect because as a customer experience team, that's what you want to do, right? Uh, and I'll I'll drop a link to the webinar in the show notes. But yeah, I that's that's really what what customer experience analysis is trying to do. Is it it's trying to help you make sure that your customers never have an, an excuse to leave you. So so I, I want to layer in, I, I love this approach, and this is vastly important. And I and I want to layer in some some color around primary intelligence. Mm -hmm. We do our own research with our own customers around this idea. And let me give you an example. We've created a, a buyer journey or what we're calling the buyer change model mm -hmm. um, over time. And it, it works like this. These are the questions that they ask themselves from the very beginning, early on in those early stages through what you just talked about. Yeah, they, they always come to us with, look, are we winning enough deals? Uh, you know, we're not quite getting there. We're not quite hitting our number or some, uh, it, you know, variants of that question. Right. And then they ask themselves the question, can we afford to change? Can we afford to not do something different or not employ win loss? Mm -hmm. Then they start asking themselves who, who has the expertise and technology to deliver this at scale, especially if they're an enterprise customer. 
then they're doing the comparison in that in their in their uh, bake off when they're looking at the various uh, vendors out there. Does right. the offering meet our unique needs at a com competitive price? Then they start very quickly getting into that implementation. How yeah. quickly can we get started and get start getting insights? Then they ask the question, the value proposition, are we getting value from the insights? How can we better yeah. leverage the solution is the next point. And this is the sticking point that you're talking about. Yeah. The evolution of the customer starts with, we're not, we have a problem. Mm -hmm. And then we have a vendor that's pr producing insights for us. Can we leverage them internally enough? And if we're failing to help them leverage those insights, we're then setting up a potential churn. Exactly. Um, yep. And so that that's a wonderful example of 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 where we go uh, and how we're you know looking at this from a, uh, a customer experience and a renewal constantly winning. So mm -hmm. let, does it end there? Is is that is that the kind of the last spot of the customer journey, or is there more here from your perspective? No. Yeah. Yeah. So I would kind of break it out into to two more as well, right? So this renewal. Um, piece, right, where we are coming up to maybe the contract end date, and we're starting to have those renewal discussions. And so I think win-loss and, and customer experience analysis both play here, right, because win-loss gave you that initial baseline of what your, your buyers care about, any reservations that they had, like, why not carry those insights into the next, essentially, you know, sell you have with them, right, which would be the renewal. Um, and I think maybe depending on the, the, insights that you get from win-loss analysis, you could even use those as like a benchmark of, you know, how, how have we helped you achieve the outcomes that you were looking for, right? And that if you have helped them achieve the outcomes through great customer experience, I mean, the renewal would then be a no-brainer, right? They don't have an excuse to leave you, right? So, um, so all that, all that context around how your buyer views your current relationship and the perceived value of your solution, when you leverage this, you get the context around how you should approach the renewal. What's most important? What's going well? Is there an opportunity to increase the contract value, right? Is there an opportunity for upsell or add-on? So I think the renewal process and the renewal period is a place that win-loss insights don't really make it to, hardly ever. But I think that they're a great baseline um, to reference back to say, okay, how far has this relationship come, right? How have your needs changed? What were those initial needs that we were trying to solve for? Have we been able to solve for them? So I definitely think the, the renewal piece here is, is really important. And, and when you can leverage those win-loss insights and the, the insights that you get from customer experience analysis as well, really creates a, a strong foundation for renewal. Um, and I think, you know, kind of knowing the outcomes that they were originally trying to achieve, if you've helped them achieve those, that kind of helps you to better predict, like, is this, is this account more likely to renew as well, which I know is always a struggle. Like it's, it's always so frustrating when you, as a, as a CSM, right. You've built their relationship over time. You've put so much work into this account and then they churn, right. That's always frustrating as well. So I think that, that having that initial benchmark from win loss can also kind of help you pr to predict, um, which accounts would, are most likely to churn as well. So. Mm. And if you're using win loss, prevent the churn. Prevent so the churn. It, yeah. You know, if you're if you're using customer experience, you're identifying issues as they're as they're in their infancy, rather than letting them grow into monsters. That the churn monster. Yeah. Addressing those issues early on. So that's wonderful. So 
we've we've talked about the beginning, middle, and end, meaning renewal. Is that is that truly the end of the customer journey here, or what other areas of of impact or implication could potentially win loss lean into? Yeah, yeah. So I think if we take a step back and look at it more from a customer marketing perspective, or or maybe even like a community building perspective, right? The win-loss insights that you receive um, can allow you to see trends in, in what's most important to your buyers, right? So, so let's say, for example, the majority of your buyers are saying that ease of use is something that's really important to them. If you are, you know, working to build any sort of like community or any sort of help center or customer marketing campaigns to um, improve adoption, right? This is so reaffirming because it's saying that your buyers are needing the exact thing that you're building, right? So I think that um, I, I think that knowing what's most important to your buyers is is key, um, and the customer marketing side can really really support that. Um, I think also, you know, looking at the customer experience uh, analysis piece of this too, is you're seeing what's going well and what isn't going well within your your customer experience and seeing maybe there's blind spots or holes or, or something in the customer experience that your buyers are really needing. And so as a customer marketer, right, you can put together those campaigns and really help to kind of fill those holes and, and create better customer experiences. And I think another piece of like the customer marketing or, or maybe even the marketing side when it comes to advocacy is you can better understand which accounts are likely to be advocates for, for your solution and for what reasons, right? Like how many times as, as a marketer has a salesperson come to me and said, hey, do we have a customer story for this in this industry or for this use case or, you know, whatever, um, and I, you know, I have to kind of go to the CSMs and say, Hey, like, is there a customer that kind of fits this, that I could put together a, a story around. Right. But I think when you are using win loss analysis and, and customer experience analysis, you can understand, um, you know, which, which customers are, are most likely to be advocates for you. Um, and you can kind of build those advocacy, um, customer stories and, and those programs around that. So. And potentially grow uh, references as well. I mean, there's exactly, some yeah. buyers, our research also shows that some buyers in some industries are, are more prone to um, having exact fit references. Yeah. And if you have advocacy, if you, if you're, if what I'm hearing you say is from a marketing perspective, if you've got a, a pulse on who's going to be your advocate and you have mm -hmm. a breakdown of the, the industry that they are in or the, the, the use case that they're using your product with or what buying cycle they went through or how they're employing the product, you could potentially build out a reference that might be, you know, specific spot specific yeah. references that they can employ during the buying, buying cycle, bringing it full freaking circle yeah. from advocacy back to helping you win other deals. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the, the insights that you get from, from win loss and from, I mean, we've talked about it to a like customer experience analysis. They're so impactful. And I, they, they really do support your entire customer journey. They're, they're just so powerful. So. Okay. So, so Johnny, we've, we've, you've laid out a kind of a, a wonderful journey uh, for um, employing win loss analysis through the entire customer journey. If mm -hmm. we were to boil this down, we do this with every, every episode, as you well know, if you had one piece of advice to leave our listeners with Johnny, what would it yeah. be? 
Yeah, that's a good question. I think I think I would say, you know, stop putting your win-loss analysis in a box. Don't confine it to to a box, right? These these insights can really align all your customer-centric teams and really optimize your customer journey. So I think if you like I said, you're you're getting this buyer feedback anyway. Why not apply it to the entire customer lifecycle, right? Like it's giving you a, a jumping off point. It's giving you context. You're able to see the relevance and and the trends and the insights, and and those become so rich over time. I I think if you're able to you know kind of think about win loss insights differently, you'll start to see the impact that they have throughout your entire customer journey. So that would be my advice, right? Just don't put your win-loss analysis in a box and, and start thinking about how it can apply to the, the entire customer journey. Johnny, thanks for being on this side of the camera again. Uh, it's always fun to be with you. It's always fun to hear what you have to say. The insights you bring are valuable. And listeners, we challenge you to think differently, to, to pull your win-loss uh, program out of the box, right? Give it some breathing air, give it some breathing room, give it some air, you know, give it, it like, it likes nature, get it out of the house from time to time, <laughs> uh, you know, and apply your insights throughout the entire customer journey. For more information, visit us at www.primary-intel.com or check out the show notes at, at www.primary-intel.com forward slash podcast. And remember, no deal is out of reach.